Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hey, welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Um, We are going to pick up where we left off on, uh, what, a couple days ago, when we were talking about the Ford script. That's a... Something that Julie and I like talking about, it's one of those things that a lot of people will listen to and they'll say, oh, I'm too advanced to hear about basic conversation pattering or I've got that mastered. And then when they listen to us present the Ford content the way Julie and I present it, they realize that they've missed a lot of the meat and potatoes of really what makes that work. There's a lot of things in real estate, guys, that you think you know because you've attended a seminar or you've been trained or, you know, I'll give you another example. Uh, Personality profiling, DISC, that has been totally and completely bastardized over the last really 25 to 30 years. Julie and I took time uh, and went and researched literally all the way back to the 20s when that concept was originally originally being formulated by Dr. Marston, and we read all of his original content. We read, read uh, all of his original thinking, and then what we did is we compared it to how the information was being presented nowadays, especially in the halls of you know real estate. And uh, we found that most, if not all, of what was being taught was completely wrong based on his original research. So unfortunately, what happens is sometimes as time passes, the information gets um, really diluted and it kind of gets lost. And so today's show is about basic conversation pattering, or more specifically, how you probably have fallen into bad habits when conversing with other people. And that may be resulting in you actually making it so that people don't frankly want to talk to you, let alone send you any business. Um, Before we get to that topic and picking up obviously where we left off the other day, we are going to read you an email, um, and Julie's got that ready to go. So, Julie, before you read the email, do you want to – anything else you'd like to say, anyone else you'd like to acknowledge, and what have you? Sure. A special welcome and shout-out. We have quite a few new Premier Coaching members who are introducing themselves on the private Facebook page. So just a communal shout-out and welcome to all of our brand-new coaching members. And a few of you guys are returning members, so I just wanted to let you know that we are aware of that, and we'll take good care of you as always. So, excuse me, on to our email from an agent named Katie who lives in Iowa. So, she writes, Hi Tim, I've been listening to your podcast for years. I sell real estate in Iowa under my family's business. Last year, I decided to get a real estate coach, but went through, we'll say, TF. After nine months of coaching, I'm feeling like I'm not making any progress. This weekend, I decided to binge listen to a bunch of your recent podcasts, and I think I found the answer to my problems. She goes on to write, I have spent way too much time, dot, 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 perfecting my branding, creating catchy Facebook ads with 400 emojis, (laughs) learning how to be cool on Instagram, sending slash recording videos, reading about Facebook's new algorithm. I spent so much money on TF, one coaching call two times a month, about 700 bucks, but my quote coach has missed a lot of calls due to attending every TF event. I've spent so much money on contactually, boomtown leads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, bomb bomb, agent crate. I'm sure there's other things I've bought or bought into, <clears throat> excuse me, that I have forgotten. But this is by far the most I've spent on my business. Yet, 
Here I am with the same numbers as last year. This list above has not generated any true leads. Maybe helped me stay top of mind, but honestly, people remember my posts about my kids on Facebook more than my posts that I had to boost for 10 bucks in order for 290 people to, quote, see them. I can't help but wonder if I put that much effort into just picking up the phone and talking to people, as I have with the rest of that Mickey Mouse list, what kind of impact would that make on my business? I'm trying to cancel my TF coaching, but I'm sure they won't make it easy on me. Tomorrow is a new day, and I'm ready to go back to my old ways, picking up the actual phone and using good old notebook to keep track. Hope to talk to you soon from Katie. So, interesting email we both thought. And again, Katie is in Iowa, and we're reaching out to you and making sure that we can take very good care of you. I'm really happy to hear you were binge listening to the podcast, and hopefully we've been helpful. And uh, and I'm sorry you've spent time and money spinning your wheels. So back to you, Tim. Your thoughts? Well, so that's a summary of an email that we get, uh, I don't know, 100 times a month. You know, I haven't looked at our statistics, Julie, but typically we have around 100 and, I don't know, probably 46, 47,000 people listen to our shows on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. what she just summarized very specifically and succinctly was the same complaint we get all the time not just about that particular coaching company, but just others in general, where they basically are being told to do all this passive. This is what we talk about constantly on the show. You guys know that. You have to ultimately make a business decision. Do you want to be passive and hope and pray that the leads will show up, or do you want to be proactive and go after the business? That's really, at the end of the day, we can cut through all the ethnicity and all the other aspects of buying leads and doing all this passive you know, crap, really. We could talk about that until the cows come home. Um, and But the reality of it is it's a business decision. You have to make a decision whether or not you want to wake up in the morning every day knowing that you can generate your own business or hoping and praying that somebody's going to, you know, that you're spending a ridiculous amount of money with is going to toss you a lead. That's it. That's really at the end of the day. Do you want to be, do you want to be independent or do you want to be dependent? Independent means that you know you can generate your own business. Dependent means that you're always going to be susceptible to someone trying to sell you some, you know, frankly, easy button crap idea. So the traditional way of thinking about this is you're going to be a passive lead generator or a proactive lead generator. Again, this all comes down to you. It comes down to really what your tolerance for putting up with the, uh, the strain and the stress of being a, you know, easy button chaser. So I'm also going to drill down on something else she talked about. Um, a lot of times, you guys are being sold and told to use specific tech companies, in particular tech companies, to be honest with you, because the person telling you, I don't know if it's the case with this example, but at the person telling you to use that particular company is getting paid. So you're going to these and reading books and going to websites and going to all this, and they're not disclosing the fact that they are literally getting a, a commission for every one of you that subscribe to whatever it is that they say is the greatest, latest, whatever. That's how corrupted, in my opinion, our industry has gotten when it comes to basically the selling stuff to realtor space. I don't know what the industry carve-outs called for you know, selling training and you know, these types of products like what Julie and I do as far as like uh, coaching and training, I suppose is what you'd call it. But really in the overall you know, world, what is it called? I mean, you, you can call it marketing, I guess. I mean, Zillow calls themselves an advertising company, but really they sell leads. So the whole thing's gotten kind of be a, a convoluted mess. And during, since 2000 and really arguably 10, 
we've seen uh, uh, just a huge number of these companies that have just cropped up. A lot of them do the exact same thing, but they, you know, when you listen to their tech founders talk, they'll try to use all the latest buzzword and catchphrases from San Jose. I, I read some of the things that these guys say when they're trying to describe their companies. It's like, what the hell did you just say? Oh, I get it. You're a lead. You're a company that basically takes agents uh, leads and you and you uh, call them back and you pre-qualify them and then you sell them back to the agent for thirty percent. So all the rest. I mean, you you guys read some of these companies' descriptions of what they're doing. All they're doing is leveraging agent laziness and all they're doing is feeding into agents' belief that they're. I mean, the the philosophy that a lot of you guys are being taught is the philosophy of failure. Because if you're always going to be dependent on somebody else to provide you business, you know, I just expanded it, somebody else to convert your leads for you, somebody else to do the lifting for you, you don't have a business. You don't even have a job. You have a debt. You have something that you're probably going to, you're going to look back upon it like Katie was, and you're going to realize what it's not just one mistake, but a series of mistakes you made. Then you've got to be honest. You can't, you know, blame the the coaching company that told you to buy your leads or you can't even blame Zillow for whether their leads are good or good or bad. You can't blame anybody, any of those companies, because those are decisions you made. And those decisions were made by you predicated on the idea that you are trying to avoid the real work in real estate. Now you're, you may in your mind say, well, Tim, that isn't exactly what I was thinking. Well, but let's be honest. You are trying to avoid being uncomfortable. That's the reason that you believe in all that crap. The reason that you ultimately, again, going back to the, the question you have to ask yourself is you want to be dependent or independent. Being dependent where you buy leads gives you a false sense of security because you're going – it's the same thing with forming teams, guys. It gives you a false sense of security. You're trying to move away from something that causes you discomfort, and that thing is being a proactive lead generator. That thing is actually going out there and generating your own business, making phone calls, making real contacts, not Instagram likes and Facebook smiley faces and all the other things that she made fun of. Guys, at the end of the day, you have to see that stuff's just a bunch of bullshit. And as more agents gravitate towards it, you're going to be – you're the one that's doing proactive lead generation. You're going to be the one that's standing tall because nobody else knows or has the skill set. Again, that's what Katie's realizing. She's literally wasted a year. And I'll say it, Katie, you've wasted a year. I'm glad you put up Facebook pictures of your kids and whatnot. I'm sure those were very entertaining. People love the pictures of Zoe when we put them up. But at the end of the day, you didn't, as your numbers play out, didn't do anything to grow your business. You have to take – you're a lady from Iowa, and I know people from the Midwest, like Julie and I, are, are – we take responsibility. And I'm sure you've already accepted the fact that you basically made a series of decisions based on the – you know, because you were trying to avoid things that made you uncomfortable. And so someone said, hey, Katie, you don't go – you don't need to go and, you know, do this stuff that makes you uncomfortable. Why don't you just somehow, you know, spend more money on Facebook? Or why don't you just go, uh, you know – drip on people forever through some long-term lead fault and you're like hell yeah that sounds a lot better i'll be able to spend more time with my kids i get it but you got to realize you were sold something you are sold a bunch of malarkey and do those companies have any investment in your long-term success do they really are they even going to be around after the real estate correction happens after the real estate resets happens who knows i don't know it's an interesting thought though isn't it so if you look at who are the the most successful everybody, it's not just real estate people, but the most successful everybody in any industry 
they adopt the mindset that they they know at some level they have to be interdependent or dependent on something, but their individual success depends on their individual efforts. And that I mean they're going to go and get, be the best of the best of what they do. They're going to learn how to solve people's problems at the highest level. They're not going to believe that branding is somehow going to make your phone ring. They're not going to believe that postcards are going to consistently make your phone ring. You guys see what you've done? A lot of you have literally bought in to the idea that you can spend enough money that that money will come back as, uh, and you'll make a profit off that money. But you don't. You won't. So stop trying, honestly. It's, at this point, it's been played so often. We know that long-term lead follow-up doesn't work. We know that big teams don't make any profit. We know that buying Facebook ads is usually an enormous waste of money. We know that buying uh, buyer leads is an enormous waste of money. All those things are proven, and yet tens of thousands of you still like to beat your heads against the wall and say, okay, I know all these things have been proven, but maybe it won't apply for me. Because the salesperson at you know, XYZ company is telling me right now, if I don't buy these exclusive leads from them, they're going to sell them, sell them to my competitor. Yes, well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there was a great – Julie, I don't know if you saw this on our, uh, our private members page. There was an agent that basically uh, got a text from one of these companies that was trying to sell buyer leads. And she sent, uh, she texted back. You should scan that if you can real quick and find that. It's probably from maybe a week or two ago. But she, uh, she had this conversation going with this. It was from Zillow, I think. The salesperson who was trying to sell her some, you know, group of exclusive buyer leads, whatever, whatever. And uh, she had this conversation going back and forth where she was basically saying, you know, like I'm proactively lead generating. I'm actually, you know, doing the work myself. And then the, you know, the obviously the the salesperson oh, was okay. Yeah, read it. Read read the chat. It's funny. Okay, this is. Let's see if I can get all the way down. Okay, uh, this is from the salesperson. Hi, Megan. It's Blake from Nestony in this case. Following up on my email yesterday, I'd love to get you on our referral network so we can send you some warm leads. Do you have a moment for a call to see if we're a good fit? <clears throat> our coaching client named Megan writes, No thanks. I don't purchase leads text comes back. We actually don't charge for them up front. We only take a 25% commission if you close a sale. Are you free Monday at 920 to chat about passing leads? No, thank you. I can get my own business and keep my 25%. <laughs> good answer. Uh, and I think that's all I can read from that right now. But a good discussion yeah. back and forth. And we've had that. You know, People occasionally do that with uh, Zillow and other places that are trying to sell you leads. And it, it is interesting to see how the salespeople from the lead selling companies handle that and they do try and use various different tactics like, you know, you have to have your exclusivity, you won't have access to your own leads, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a lot of fear tactics. Here's, here's, here's what here's I would the, say about this. If this crap worked, don't you think we'd be doing podcasts about it so we can help all of you guys? Of course. I mean, But here, Julie, here's the irony, right? Here's the irony, right? So this guy is trying to sell her leads, okay, warm leads, and yet he's proactively prospecting. Right. He's on the phone. <laughs> No, no. Do you guys get that? So here's a salesperson trying to sell an agent leads. Okay, here's a stack of leads, and yet he is doing what she should be doing. He's proactively prospecting for his business, and yet he's trying to sell her leads. Do you guys see the irony in that? <laughs> Zero has, I don't even know how many, they have at least four big call centers. They have one in Colorado. They have one, I think, in Tennessee. I think they're starting one in Columbus, Ohio. They have one in Washington State. They had one in California, so I guess maybe that's five. 
So they have call centers, guys. You know this because you get the calls and their texts and whatever else, where they're proactively, not passively. It's just so freaking ironic that the industry doesn't just laugh at this. They're actually doing what you guys should be doing, and they're calling agents trying to sell them stuff, and yet they're trying to sell you guys leads with the idea that you won't have to call anybody to try to sell them stuff. Do you not see the irony in that? <laughs> Come on now. Guys, take responsibility for this. So if you're not having the best year of your life in real estate after this year, and you're doing all this pro or this all this passive marketing Mickey Mouse and believing, you know, you know, she mentioned it's a coaching company. Julie and I edited it because, you know, we didn't want to attack the, uh, you know, we you guys could probably figure out who we were talking about. Hey, does it surprise you that that person, that a lot of these coaches? They own and are on boards of directors, a lot of these tech companies, and get paid. Does it surprise you that they own stock in these companies? Do they tell you that when they're telling you to buy or subscribe? Do they tell you that? If you knew that the person was giving you advice, was getting money to give you that advice, what kind of value would you give that advice? None, because you'd see that they're not looking out for your best interest. They're looking out for theirs. And do you, listeners... When you're trying to decide who to take information from, who to believe, who to trust, how do you go about discerning the goods from the bad? Because the person dances around on stage and because they remind you of Tony Robbins? Really? How about asking yourself if that makes any sense? Go to comparacoach.com, comparacoach.com, and just basically go through a series of pre-qualifying questions that you should be asking before you decide to hire a coaching company. And the first one is, have you ever sold real estate before? You all will be shocked when you realize that virtually everyone who's also selling coaching and training has never sold real estate. Never sold real estate. You guys can go on Monster, uh, what is it? There's different job boards, and you can see these companies advertising for people to be coaches with no previous real estate experience required because all they're doing is reading scripts. There is no coaching in most of these coaching companies, and most of, their, most of their founders never sold real estate. That is the one question they hope to hell you never think to ask, and that's the reason we want you to ask that question. And when it comes time for you to decide who you're going to, you know, frankly, who you're going to follow through this thorny <laughs> briar patch of, um, you know, this market reset, you need to really be thinking through, do you want to follow someone who's a fake real estate coach or a real real estate coach? Is that a little bit too direct? Is that a little bit too rude? Do I seem a little bit too unpolished being that direct? I don't care. You guys got to get it through in your heads. This is your, this is your future. This is your business. This is the future financial health of your family. There's still time this year to make the end of the year the best year ever. You could still have the best Christmas and start the new year ever. But what kind of advice are you getting? To go on Instagram and basically throw up a bunch of emojis or hashtags, is that really what you believe is going to get you business? Stop believing it. It's not true. Stop realizing that you've been seduced. You, they have seduced you through your desire to avoid discomfort. That's what they've done. Don't worry about it, Julie. You don't need to do all that stuff the Harrises are telling you to do. I know that real I know you don't want to do that. I know you don't want to learn scripts. I know you don't want to deal with rejection. I know you don't want to actually learn how to be really good at your craft. I know you don't want to learn presentations. I know you don't want to all the rest of it. 
So we're going to do it all for you. All you got to do is do branding, long-term lead follow-up, drip campaigns. You're going to like a bunch of crap, and you're going to put a bunch of pretty pictures on Facebook. Oh, and you might throw some YouTube videos up there as well. Doesn't this seem insane, folks? And for those of you who haven't been in the business for over 10 years, you don't realize that that isn't the way that business has traditionally been done. And, and this, long, this trend, which is really what it is, of all this social networking and all this belief that you can buy your business, uh, you know, all this, the industry basically allowing agents being in, seduced into the idea that they can have careers based on being, uh, you know, essentially not being independent, uh, about being dependent, all that's going to wash out during the next market reset. It will, because agents are going to say, you know what, you didn't work in a great market, you being tech company, you being lead provider, you being all these, you know, flash in the pan ideas. You didn't work in the greatest real estate market maybe of my lifetime. I know what, there's no way in hell you're going to work during your market reset, and that's what's going to happen. And a lot of these tech companies are going to go out of business because agents aren't going to have the money and aren't going to risk their cash flow on gimmicks, and they're getting smarter. You know, so that's what you're going to start seeing. So listen, guys, Katie, you in particular, thank you for sending the email. It's now time for you to take responsibility and admit the fact that you've been trying to avoid certain things in your real estate business. And here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like, and I know you're listening. I'd like you to write down the top five things that you've been avoiding in your real estate business, and I want you to email them to me. Actually, all of you can do that. Tim at timandjulieharris.com. Write down the top five things that you've been avoiding in your real estate business, and if you're trying to you know, get your brain thinking in the right lines, ask yourself, what are the things that make you the most uncomfortable in your real estate business? What are the top five things that make you the most uncomfortable in your real estate business? What are they? It's interesting, isn't it? I know, Julie, we're not going to get to our topic. <laughs> it's, not, it's not abnormal for our show not to get around to the topic. We'll, we'll rename okay. this one. So, so, but here, as yeah. I know you're chomping at the bit, but Julie, what do you think their answers will be? Well, anything, <clears throat> excuse me, anything to do with proactive lead generation, anything to do with picking up the phone, anything to do with scripting, um, anything to do with having to be competitive, and, because uh, many of them hang on to the fact that of the listings they've gone on, they always take them. But they usually, when you drill down, you find out because they've only been repeat and referral. So anything having to do with what they would call cold calling, but what I would call being proactive, um, things that don't require being online or start with the word tweaking, posting, stuff like that, you know, like getting out of your office, in some cases out of your basements, okay? You have to get out there. It is a one-on-one -on -one contact sport. But you've got to come to terms with that. So I think that's part of it. I think that probably for many of them, anything to do with following a fairly specific profitable schedule, time management is another big point of avoidance, being told what to do, being held accountable, you know, the things that ultimately lead to profitability. I had a coaching client. I had a coaching client um, turn me on. Re well, actually, I had forgotten about this podcast, and I rediscovered it. You guys might want to listen to this as well. It's called Team Never Quit. It's run by a couple ex-Navy SEALs, and they interview people that are uh, essentially extraordinary 
in their fields, extraordinary in their industries, not just military guys, just everyone you can possibly imagine. And what they're in search of, basically, the premise of their podcast is to search for what the common elements are amongst people that are top performers. And the thing that they keep on driving home about, which I think is a, it definitely makes this podcast a must-listen to, Team Never Quit, is they're always driving home to the fact that they're ordinary people that have just adopted maybe a handful of extraordinary, at least in most people's eyes, habits. And those habits would be, you know, the things that are embracing the uh, discomfort of being uncomfortable, embracing it to a point where it just becomes normal for them. It becomes a habit. And it's I got, that got me thinking, and I talked to Julie about this. You know, uh, Julie and I went out to dinner the other night for you know celebrating our 27th wedding anniversary, and I was at, we had, the whole conversation I had with her was about the idea of being uncomfortable and how, in essence, all of us like run as fast as possible and defend these little tiny you know castles that we build called our comfort level. And we, if anything, just tries to climb that wall of making us uncomfortable, we retreat further in the castle or we build the wall taller. And I don't know, I, I think that pretty much starts for everybody as soon as they're out of school. Because a good school, at least a good teacher, is going to make you pretty much uncomfortable on a regular basis. Or certainly if you were, you know, in the military or played any kind of athletics or like Julie was a professional musician. But for the most of us, most me personally, I had nothing really in my life that was uh, overtly making me uncomfortable when I was a kid. You know kid. what's funny, Tim? I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but you mentioned music. No. <clears throat> and I remember hating the conductors and teachers that pushed me like that that made me continually uncomfortable. I mean, I freaking hated those rehearsals and lessons. But looking back, they also were by far superior conductors and teachers who absolutely got better results from me, even though at the time I was a little bit kicking and screaming about that and absolutely uncomfortable. I mean, you remember, I would have conscious us freaking out before that because I was absolutely going to be uncomfortable. But yet, looking back, those were some of the best experiences I ever had because I had those breakthroughs. And I think real estate is absolutely like that. I think working out is like that. Um, you mentioned sports. I have a big section in the new book about Orange Theory and how much that continually to this day still sucks <laughs> for me. But yet, we are able to do things that we didn't know we could do because we had good coaches because they're showing us how to do it because they're pushing us because, you know, they're making us lift heavier weights and things of this nature. So there you go. Well, but Julie, that's the, really the bottom line. And how many of you guys are think of, you know, what we're talking about is fundamentally true. You know, that all the things that you want in life come on the other side of being uncomfortable. There really are no exceptions. All the greatest things in life come on the other side of being really uncomfortable. You know, I was just talking about Team Never Quit. Those guys were talking about graduating from Buds and how elated they were when they got out of Buds. But, like, how about having a baby? How about on the other side of that? That's some pretty <laughs> yeah. exceptional yeah. experience. How about, you know, so, guys, the things that you really want in life, they don't require – here's what's fascinating to me as a coach, as someone who's in the – I don't even know what industry we're in. Julie and I just say we're business coaches. But really, I think – yeah, well, we're in the personal development space, I suppose. Where, you know, anyway, when I look at see what the difference is between when I have an agent on the phone or a business owner really on the phone who's just doing moderately well and someone who's doing exceptionally well, 
the difference between those two people is never that much more than maybe 10 or 15% of how they use their time. That's it. And the hard part is getting the person who's just okay to be uncomfortable for longer periods of time. Nobody likes being uncomfortable. That's the reason that, Julie, give you, we give you a set schedule, a suggested schedule. We help you determine what the three to five things are that you should be doing every day that are the most important things. And you do not have to be uncomfortable for the entire day. You have to be uncomfortable for maybe three hours a day. And when you're uncomfortable for three hours a day, I promise you your world is going to change. It will totally and completely revolutionize. You know, you maybe you throw an hour or four on there if you want to go to Orange Theory, which we're big advocates of. Most people will avoid being uncomfortable. Most people literally are not uncomfortable for a single moment a day. And that's where Julie and I's conversation went to. We realized that that's so true. That everyone listening to this podcast, with the exception of probably 3,000 people, are going to have days after days, after days, where all they're focusing on is their comfort level. How do I feel? Am I hungry? Am I sad? Do I need love? Do I need a hug? Is this hard? Is this I easy? Is this, do I feel motivated? No, I don't. I'm going to go screw around on Facebook and throw a bunch of emojis up. Do I feel, okay, that's what you're focused on. You're focused on your comfort level where you know intuitively, without us barking at you about it, that everything you want, on life, want in life is on the other side of being uncomfortable for long periods of time. And by long periods of time, it's the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So if you are willing, which you are, should be willing, I don't care how old you are, I don't, it doesn't matter. If you're willing for, for really three hours a day, if you could set aside three hours a day, ideally in the morning, to do what you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do it at the highest level, you've heard us say that before, and be uncomfortable for maybe three hours a day, and, and just, just accept it. That's your new lifestyle. It does get easier, but it doesn't get easy. So I'm not going to lie to you and say it gets easy. It never gets easy. It's like Julie just said on Orange Theory. It always sucks. <laughs> you know? Orange Theory always sucks. It, it, gets easy in that it gets easier in that we know it's going to suck, so it's not a surprise when it sucks. You get it? So what you have to do every single day in your business will always suck, but it will become less onerous because you know it's going to suck. You guys get it? Less the psychological bolt, I guess, is what I'm trying to describe. That's it. So if you're willing to work for three to five hours a day intensely, if you're willing to go to Orange Theory, for example, oh, I go to the gym by myself and I get a good workout. Bullshit, you get a good workout at the gym by yourself. You don't. Of course you don't. That's the reason that people need professional coaches, myself included. I do not perform as well unless I'm basically having somebody externally holding me accountable. <laughs> you guys are the same way. We're all the same way. That's the way life works. Why fight it? Uh, well, I mean, here's why. And a lot of you guys, this is what will happen. You're going to say, let's just stick with the gym analogy. I'm going to go to the gym. I don't need to join Orange Theory. I don't like all the cardio, or I'm going to do this, the other thing. Blah, blah, blah. What you're really saying is you don't and aren't willing to actually do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. The highest level part is allowing yourself to be held accountable to getting results consistently even when you're not feeling it. Because the fact is, is that you are a wimpy coach of yourself. You will allow yourself to skate. You will allow yourself to not work as hard. You will allow yourself to basically take the easy route. So look, guys, i got to round the bed, but here's the bottom line. When you are seeking information from somebody, when you are looking to somebody for advice, 
I want you to have this as your litmus test of whether or not they're full of shit or not. Is this person trying to get me to like them? Is that their goal? They want me to like them? Or are they telling me what I don't want to hear when I don't want to hear it so that I'll do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it? The second person will get you the results. The first person is just trying to sell you something. Do you understand? One of the first things I say to a personal coaching client, and Julie and I charge a lot of money if you want us to personally coach you. One of the first things I tell them is that you will probably never like me, and I'm okay with that. You'll love the results that you get. I do not try to be their friend, ever. Now, sometimes, after years, it's inevitable that you're going to develop friendships, right? But the reality of it is that's not what you're hiring us for. That's not what, by the way, your sellers are hiring you for either. This is the whole convoluted nature of what's happened with regards to training in real estate, where things have gotten so confusing. And the, round, the whole full circle on this is there are literally probably, I don't even know, million, two million, three million agents that have come and gone in the industry in the last 10 years probably who failed out miserably, probably failed out with a bunch of credit card debt to all these little Pop-Tart companies after hiring all these goofball coaches who didn't know what the hell they were doing in the first place who were just trying to sell you into the Pop-Tart companies, let's just be honest. And then what happens is they basically carry that psychological burden of having failed for the rest of their lives. That breaks my heart. It does. It really, really does. I don't want it to happen to any of you. And I think you guys owe a debt to everyone else you run into to help, avoid, help them avoid having it happen to them, as Katie did, as Katie is. So share this podcast today with everybody you know. Go back and listen to all of our other podcasts. Guys, you guys know our heart and soul is in this for you. We are doing this for you. Julie and I have already basically, we, we've accomplished what we set out to accomplish. At this point, we're leaving it all in the field for all of you. We love what we do. I'm never going to say we have passion for it because we don't. Okay, you don't have to be passionate to be, have passion for what you do to be successful. Eventually, you get to the point where you truly enjoy it because, because it gets, you know, frankly, it gets easier, never easy, easier, and you know you're making a difference. Okay, that's about as close to feeling passionate for work that, that I care to be. You know, we, have, we enjoy writing the books. We enjoy doing presentations. We enjoy what we do, but we don't have – look, guys, we have passion for our family. We have passion for things that really, really matter. Work is just something, right? It's important. It's critical. But let's just be honest. You do not need to be passionate about what you do to be successful at it. You really don't. You just need to be great. We're going to be talking on a future podcast about competition. I've been reading a lot of convoluted bullshit from, again, these real estate gurus that are telling you that you should not have a competitive mindset. (laughs) I am so sick of this sort of socialistic approach to business because it always results in failure. So we're going to talk about how the lack of a competitive mindset is killing your business and how you're probably and why you're probably attracted to the idea that you don't have to compete. And the answers, again, when we're going through the list, will probably surprise you because many of them are going to feel very intuitive as well. So, guys, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. 
For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.